don't freak out. I mean, keep your prices up to a nice level, you know, and don't freak out if it's not booked and you get like a, a couple weeks away, three weeks away, because you get those people that are looking for a place that are just a few weeks out, you know, mm-hmm. and all the other spots are booked because, you know, they were priced whatever, and they booked them a long time ago. All those spots were booked up first, and but you're the last you're the last man standing, so they got to pay your rates, you know. Yeah. That, that was a pretty uh, pretty cool strategy. Don't freak out. Just wait yeah. it out, and you're going to, and you're going to make it up in the end welcome to live let thrive a podcast about the airbnb life the share economy and everything in between here are your hosts micah and steve hello 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 and welcome back to another exciting episode of live let thrive see i went low that time you went high my bad harmonizing no that's good we harmonized <laughs> yeah harmonized <laughs> I got so, the low notes going on. Oh man, we are on episode what number? Six five. Rolling in my oh, <laughs> you can't roll in a six five. You can, I guess. Yeah, you can. But sixty four, that's the yeah, the that's that number right there. This is ep sixty five, man. Of live, let thrive. Your favorite Airbnb uh, or VBR, v, VRBO, short term rental, short term rentals. We talk long term rentals. We talk um. Legal and illegal rentals. I'm just um, <laughs> we talk it all, man. <laughs> this is yeah, this is cool. We Micah's back in the studio. We're actually recording out of the studio. You know, we've got a professional yeah. studio here. Got the studio popped off. Uh, uh, Steve poured up some drinks for for <laughs> us uh, since <laughs> my last week. I went off on Airbnb on an Airbnb tangent. I walked in. He's like, hey, you, you need a drink this week? You know. So we got the what is that? We got it pouring up over here. This is a fine rum from, I believe it's um, Guatemala. It's called Botran. 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 Yeah. Ron Añejo. It's 15-year rum. 15-year rum. Yeah. I can't believe you poured Sprite in it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I brought him the Sprite. No, it's good. It's pretty good. It's a good rum. I like I like rum. What got me into rums was, you know, on my travels, I tried some Cuban rum one time, and I just really? I was like, wow, this is awesome. I love it. You been to and Cuba? So, uh, no, but they sell it in Mexico. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough, right? Yeah. And so, um, so I loved it. I thought it was delicious. And so I just started trying out different um, various rums that were, um, you know, not quite Cuban, but they were good. And this one's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Really? I got it in Mexico also. Awesome, man. So, yeah, this is the rum episode. Yeah, rum. Uh, So, what have you been up to in the Airbnb world? The Airbnb space, man, trying to expand the empire a little bit. You know, and and this is this is funny, and and they and they talk about this on the on the Fi communities and stuff like that, and especially. And I told you I listened to the Minimalist podcast. Mm -hmm. It all kind of blends and weaves together because the Minimalists are about you know only you know don't bring a bunch of stuff in your life that's going to clutter it. You know, whatever it is. or just just you know live on what you you know what you on the, under the basics what you need you can still enjoy life but you don't gotta just um let's say you go on vacation you're gonna load up a bunch of crappy souvenirs why are you gonna do that you know vacation yeah. you know, enjoy the vacation for what it is mm-hmm. but they go they go on in a lot of um different things and um so what what we were talking about was um i guess comparing and and doing the show together you know it's cool because I I hear your stories a lot, mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, dang, you know, he's got all those, he's got all those timeshares. He's got all these arbitrage. He's nonstop, you know. He's got like a house, he's got a house in Arkansas. He's doing stuff in Missouri and Illinois and Texas. And it's just like, man, I'm, and just by my comparison's sake, you know, man, I'm not, I'm not doing enough, you know. I start thinking like that. But then I start thinking, well, it shouldn't be about comparisons. Because what I'm doing, you know, it's, it's more of like a, like a slow run, like a slow, you know, like a marathon kind of thing. I'm a, every year I'm accumulating, that's the rum, accumulating <laughs> another property, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this year we're going to get our fourth property, be it in Padre or be it um, close to us or whatever. And just, um, you know, just, just going about it. And I, I wouldn't say exactly slow. I'm learning from Airbnb. The next one I'm going to be better at Airbnb. And so it's, it, it, it is a compound thing going on. Yeah. And but you get in trouble in life is when you start comparing yourself to other people. Like, yeah. you know, you see the Joneses getting the big cars and the McMansion, stuff like yeah. that. And you say, well, I got to keep up, but it's not about that. So, yeah. you know, you're doing your thing uh, in a way that you're doing that, you know, works for you. Analyze. And, oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Me and I'm doing it in a way that works for us right now. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, different ways to skin a cat. Cause if you look at the way you're doing things, I actually like it. The one house a year thing. Cause look at the potential, you now have, because let's say you're because you still that a long-term tenant right yeah imagine if what you do if you turn that into an airbnb exactly so then you, now you have the potential to turn this into an airbnb three whole house airbnbs man that's that's high profit you know that's so pretty good it's a way of just kind of looking at what you already have you know uh mine my stuff i've been doing man it's just coming from needing to create extra income because i'm no longer in the corporate world so i need to create those streams of income but that stuff comes with a headache, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, man. Like uh, what Puffy say, more money, more problems, man. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. So. Yeah, your you're hustling is an overdrive is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's crazy because that, that episode, I think it was 63 with Norman or 62. 60 63. Something. 63 yes. with Norman. He really inspired me. He goes, man. He goes, you have to keep that hustle up. Because right now, I'm trying to stop the Airbnb hustle, meaning I'm, I'm turning it all into passive. Once it becomes passive, I've been talking about starting another little company. Uh, let, me, let me tell you kind of about this other company that gave this guy gave me an idea. So my, my son's birthday is in two weeks. I think I sent you guys the invite. Uh, my son's birthday is in two weeks, and like he, he's in love with PJ Masks, right? So Mahogany called around, and she's trying to get someone to dress up like uh, cat boy on PJ Masks, you know. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So we, we found out it's like 175 bucks, you know, to do one character for each character is like 175 bucks. You know? Oh and damn! And the guy, we talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, we can do the nay nay, whatever you guys want us to do. We'll come out, do it, dress up. He goes 175 an hour for just these characters. So I'm like, damn man, 175 bucks an hour. And I'm like, and I'm sorry, and I'm like, I'm talking to him. I'm, I'm calculating costs in my head. I'm like, because he's like, he, he he's a school teacher, right? Yeah. So he goes, yeah, all me and my partners that do it, we're all school teachers. So I'm calculating the costs. I'm like, seventy five bucks an hour for three. Let's say you just had all three. You just want to go all out. You have all three of them there, and they come out for two hours. One seventy five times three for the two hours. That's that's a nice chunk of change, man. That's like a hour, nice hourly rental. So I'm like. Man, dude, I'm like, I'd put on one of those costumes for 175 bucks an hour, you know? Because if you can do four parties, or two or three parties every Saturday of the week, of the week, just every Saturday, three parties, 
that's you're making a nice chunk of change a month for some and then but then I was like man I wonder if I could turn into passive if I could just go to UTA hire some flunkies you know <laughs> hey I'll pay you 20 bucks an hour and I'm charging them 100 bucks an hour I take 80 dollars an hour I'm like man that's so that's our next business venture yeah, one step further like you go to like a, the gym at, at UTA right yeah get some like in shape dudes you know maybe put some costumes like Black Panther or whatever yeah and then send them to ladies you know parties and stuff <laughs> Hey, they can make some extra money on the side if they want too. Yeah, as long as you get paid, you better have my money. I, I don't want to get into the escort business, man. <laughs> Straight pimping, pimping. They're, all, they're all horned up. They're in college, anyways. You just, you just the middleman, pretty Tony. But yeah, I was like, damn, man, because. Yeah, when he said 175 an hour, I was like, damn, to put on a PJ mask. And my, my wife was like, well, do you want to do it? I'm like, hell no, nah, I ain't doing it just to do I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do it. But I was thinking, like, I might do it for 175 bucks an hour, you know. So that's another venture. I'm just kind of um, – I was listening to this guy. He does Airbnb, but he has other businesses as well. And I was thinking, looking at his ways of just creating businesses, man, you know. Having multiple, just multiple businesses, you know, that was one of them I was thinking about. I brought up Fiverr a little bit on the last episode, mm-hmm. and I actually sent you and Mahogany a text. I was like, I was listening to the, it was actually the, the yeah. Choose FI episode I was listening to, and they have the guy, welcome to Choose FI, you know, his voice, yeah. and they talked about, yeah, we found that guy on Fiverr, this and that, and I was like, yeah, that guy sucks. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Mahogany... She does our intro outro, and it's mm-hmm. really cool. She has a good voice for it, and I and I y'all might have thought I was joking. I was like, "Man, go on Fiverr, do some voiceover work. Why not?" She's just chilling at. How much? Whatever. Does I mean, she charge? does her job, huh? How much does he charge them? That's a good question. They just said they found him on Fiverr. I don't even know how Fiverr works. Do you? You can charge your own rates or whatever. But yeah, it, it was it's, it's more negotiable. Or less, or? It, yeah, negotiable individual contractors on there. But I didn't know people went on there for that though. Oh yeah, dude. I looked. I actually looked at the site after they mentioned it. And yeah, you can do. I mean, I like to do music and stuff. I can make yeah. jingles for people who need a jingle for their for their business or whatever. Really? And they do. Um, people need logos. They go on Fiverr. Oh yeah, I, I do my logos on Fiverr too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, but how much did you did you pay? Well, well, we actually got hooked up on our logo because we we looked on Fiverr, but then we found out Mahogany's one of Mahogany's friends. She does logos. She was like, look. If, you guys teach me the Airbnb game. I'll, I'll just do your, all your any work you want done. So awesome. we taught her. Yeah, we taught her how to do Airbnb, and she made all our logos. Okay. Well, so, how much was was Fiverr going to charge? You know, it depends on what you need. Like okay. if it's something basic, I think the minimum that I saw the starting price was like fifty bucks. See, which ain't bad. And you know? and and whenever I heard the word Fiverr before, I thought, oh, so it's five bucks for all the services. But it's, oh, no, 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 it's negotiable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, she could do some voiceover work. Why not? I mean. I think it would be pretty cool. I, you know, she has she has a unique voice. She has a yeah. cool voice for it. So yeah, I, I, I threw it out there. And I never thought about it that way. You know, do, getting on there for voiceover work because um, you know I've been using Clarity to do the uh, like the Airbnb, like if you want Airbnb consulting or whatever. But I wonder if you could get on Fiverr and just like set up courses, just teach people how to do certain things. That'd be interesting too. I know you, there's a few other sites you could do it on as well. So hmm, yeah. It's a good question. Got to find out, man. We'll yeah. dig into Fiverr. Yes, sir. Get <laughs> into Fiverr, Upwork. Um, yeah, I, I use Upwork a lot, and I use onlinejobs.ph a lot as well. 
Um, like if you ever need anything done, like especially with like Airbnbs and data entry, those are really good sites. Especially onlinejobs.ph, that's a really good site. And there's no excuse to not to not have some work, right? And no oh, excuse. Oh, none. No excuse at all, man. <coughs> you got to have a hustle out here. Now, does that mean that this bull market is going to keep going and going? Because I mean, we got so many of these other ways to make money now. It's just going to keep propping it up. That's a good question, man. Because um, it was supposed to crash last year. It was supposed to crash the year before. It was supposed to crash the year before that. It was supposed now, to crash the year before that. I think every 18, it, it, well, from <clears> the <throat> the looks of the market, it's every 18 years that it crashes. So 2008 was the last crash. So you do, what, 2026? It's supposed to be the next one? Or after? Yeah, well, it hit pretty hard after 9-11, too. So that was... Um, it was a unique event, but still, it was nine eleven. It crashed pretty good. Remember, two thousand one. It was two thousand one. So it that crashed was seven pretty, years. So it was yeah. It doesn't always follow, I guess. That yeah, it model. doesn't always. But um. But then also major events too, though. Yeah, major events could pull it. Also, down. also, also, major events, and they said presidential elections have a huge change on the market. Not always, but sometimes they do. Like two thousand one, if we look at it. Bush had just got in, right? Right. Yeah. That, yeah. So that was a huge, and then you had nine eleven right after that. So it's like hard to predict it, you know. Not everything's the what's the movie called? Uh, the Big Short. Yeah. Not everything comes at it like that, but I don't know, man. And I've been wondering, like, because I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking bread for the crash. That's all I'm doing. I'm making, I'm just stacking money for the crash. So when it happens. Boom, boom. Just go grab up three or four. If I can grab two or three duplexes, man, I'm good. And I Airbnb the hell out of those. We'll let the market come back, correct itself. But, you know, I hear a lot of people saying similar to what you're saying. They're stacking cash, waiting for the crash. Yeah. You know, it, it, I guess that this is this is what, um, I don't know. It, this is what gets me thinking it might not crash, crash, because so many people are out there at the edge of their seat anticipating the crash saying they're getting their money they're not buying anything right now they're saving up they wait for the crash they they can't wait for the crash because they're going to buy up all this stuff if it is if it does dip or drop and then all the people jump out there and try to start buying stuff wouldn't that bring it back up like right away immediately i mean it's just an, it's just my just my opinion not everybody's going to be buying got to look at 2008 a lot of people were scared to buy the smart people were out there buying like, not everybody follows Warren Buffett, man. Because Warren Buffett says when everybody's buying, you need to be sitting still. When everybody, when, when, and then when that crash comes and nobody's buying, that's when you need to buy. When there's blood in the streets. Yeah. That's when you I, and I don't think, I just don't think, because I think what happens is, and this is a lot of things that happens, I call it uh, investor's block. We sometimes, we forget that everyone doesn't think like us. So the people that are sitting still, they know that not everybody's thinking like that. And a lot of people... Because I don't think there's really... The only good deals that I see out there... Like, you have to f- look high and low to get a good deal out there nowadays. Especially in this market. Because stuff's crazy right now. People are bidding, overbidding. And that's kind of scary. Like, the other day I seen someone post, like, Hey, you can get a loan at 1.5% at this this and this and i'm like whoa that's that crap steve was talking about and you're like whoa when they start giving out those low loans be care be scared you know because i'm like whoa so i don't know man but 
Uh, who can predict the future, right? Yeah, who can predict the future? And, and, and someone jumped in on on that show that I told you, <clears throat> the Choose FI show. And I'm late yeah. to the game. I realize that I'm only on the show like 15 or 16. I'm I'm really late to the game. Yeah. I listened to like a recent one and I and I liked it, so I went all the way back. I'm gonna do this right and I'm gonna go from the very beginning. So I'm probably like when their shows. I'm probably like in their May 2017. 2017 show you know what i'm saying but i'm catching up pretty yeah. quickly so I'm, I'm a year behind over a year behind but one one guy even back then in may 2017 he jumps on and he goes oh i know you like you or he they they, they uh, answer questions from from fans yeah and and one guy asked him i know y'all are big on the vanguard uh, funds and index funds stuff like that um but you know i have this i have this chunk of money i want to put somewhere but I'm kind of scared to throw it all in now, knowing that the crash is, could happen any day now. And so, and they went into it and they said, you know, I, I I can see that as a legitimate fear. He has this big chunk of money. He wants to put it somewhere and he's afraid that, you know, the crash will happen the next day. He goes, but I guess all we can say is um, nobody can really predict the crash. Yeah. And so, I mean, you just got to keep investing, doing smart moves and just... Um, and just hope for the best because in the long run even when those dips did happen you have your money in there um it's gonna it's gonna go up eventually and so you can't really i mean speculation is um speculation is a fool's game or they said something like that so i don't know i guess um i could see it both ways i could see you loading up on cash and just waiting for waiting for a dip or a crash to happen and jumping in swooping up all the properties but i don't know i don't know I don't know if that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be. You know, there are deals out there, cause I mean, cause um, you gotta yeah, you gotta find them, and you gotta keep you gotta keep your name out there. Hey, I'm that real estate guy. You know, let everybody know that. And so, <clears throat> what my buddy Khan told me, Can Khan mm-hmm. Can I was whatever, Can Boon me, but you and I is but uh, both of our buddy, right? Yeah. And so he's a real estate agent over here. You probably heard us talking about him in previous shows, but he said a guy. Uh, his buddy that does you know house renovations flipping stuff like that yeah he's gonna get a a nice size three two over there in hearst for seventy five thousand dollars like how much does a lot of work and he said he's gonna put a chunk of work in it but that area is comping out similar houses for like 180 thousand and up and so um the thing is this I mean, they could have they could have probably sold it just like the way it was, needing work and stuff, for a hundred and twenty or so, right? One hundred twenty thousand, yeah. one hundred thirty thousand. But the old person in there, the old the elderly person, sorry, they said um, they can't make a huge chunk of money because that'll put them off their Medicare, their Medicaid. It'll screw up their Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So they only want to make a minimum amount on selling that house and take a little bit of chunk of change so they, and so they won't lose their medicaid cuz what's really? the, yeah that's what's, that's what they said so wow. they they said they'll they'll take they'll take like a they'll make a $5000 on the house by selling it at 75000 instead of selling it at the 120 130000 it didn't make sense to me but i guess if it knocks you off the medicaid for some reason that's a huge chunk man cuz that's those hospital bills are expensive it'll eat through that crap quick right especially if they're in like a if they go into assisted living place like that, you yeah. know, five paying five thousand a month, that stuff will go quick. So I can see the logic behind it, but that dude was in the right place at the right time because he was able to buy that, get that deal for seventy five grand, a nice house that he's going to be able to flip for. Put he's going to put you know forty fifty into it and flip it for one hundred and eighty. That's pretty damn good. So so he only wants to make how much profit? He only wants to walk away with like five grand or so. The 
that elderly How about we person. partner on it? How about we partner on it? I give him five grand and I take the rest. <laughs> what do you mean? He only wants to make a five grand profit, right? He just well, wants he to already sold the house oh. to Can's to buddy. Can's buddy's the one that found that deal like that. Damn. So I know. I mean, yeah, I know. I would partner in a heartbeat. All right, man. Let's partner. <laughs> you, you just need 5K. I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> I'll hook you up. We need to get with some good wholesalers is what we need. <laughs> For real, man. Damn. That's a good deal. That's but, a good so deal. So the, the, the deals do exist. Yeah, they but exist. You just got to keep your name out there. You got to keep your, you know, keep yeah. sticking them bandit, and, bandit signs everywhere. And one thing I, I want to start doing is I'm going to start going to a lot more meetups, like real estate meetups to find deals, man. Because I, I may look at doing a flip or two. Just do one flip or so. Try then, it out, yeah. Yeah, just to try it and then flip. And then like if it's not hitting, Airbnb it while I, you know. Because that's what I'm doing with my house in Little Rock. I'm airbnb it. And I have it listed. It's listed for sale. Oh, so yeah. nice. That's how you got to do it. Double up, yeah. right? Yeah. So and it's and plus I'm not. I don't want to be in that market anyway. But if I'm making, I might as well make money off of it while you can. And then if somebody buy, because I have it overpriced. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. I think it's like thirty five thousand dollars over the comps. So, but if somebody bites on it, I'll take it. But until then, I'll just keep making money off of it. And that's what's cool about having like a really nice looking Airbnb setup because it's yeah. like it's already um, staged. staged. There you go, and it's ready for ready to sell. And once mm-hmm. you stage something, you're going to get a lot more money for it, right? Yeah. And the thing about it is, the only time, only time, because okay, so pretty much it's kind of like a family deal here because my cousin's a realtor. She lists it for me. She has a code to get in the house. So whenever I have like say let's say hey, um, she'll just text me be like hey someone wants to view the house. I just block the date. She sets it up, and they just come view it. Um, so that's a good thing about uh, short-term rentals. Um, if you can stage it up real nice, and then you can stage it and list it, that's like some of the best money you can make. You know, you're making money on top of the you know all the fees pays for itself. So. Yeah, double dip, triple dip, straight up, man. <laughs> I'm loving it, you know, because I got it staged and it's nice, <clears throat> renovated. It took us a long time, man. We were. In, after we finally got everything, because we actually got this kind of stuff that you got right here on your ceiling, that crown molding. Crown molding, yeah. That is real nice stuff to have. So we we put that in there. We did crown molding. We did we did the bathrooms. We like really much gutted that place. So it's pretty much like an Airbnb flip, you know. So right, right. Yeah. That's cool. A buddy hit me up right now out of the blue asking if I know someone looking for a a full size bedroom set for he's he's selling it for two hundred bucks. I guess the bed and the furniture. So I said, "Yeah, me." <laughs> what, what is it? Oh, it's the bed. I'm showing. I'm showing oh, right nice. there. It's How pretty much? nice looking. Two hundred bucks for for that. I might talk them down, but I mean, it's gonna yeah, come yeah. with the bed. I don't know. Full size though. Is that is that worth Ooh. it? I, I kind of want queen or more, right? Yeah, queen or bigger. You know, but at the um at the Airbnb in Fort Worth, we have a trundle bed in there, and it stays booked. It's a trundle bed. But that's one of the rooms that's a trundle, right? Yeah, it's just one of the rooms. The other two rooms. Because I have, in my in my Hearst house, I have a queen, a queen, and a trundle in one of the that's rooms. That's what we have. Smaller. And, and they, they use them. They yeah, use they them. use them. It's good for the kids. I think it's good for kids. It's yeah. kind of like a bunk bed that doesn't take as much room up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then that's the thing. You have to see if they're coming with kids. But also, okay, so from the last guest at the Fort Worth, the guest before this one that's here now, um, I found that kids kind of destroy stuff. Um, like they broke a whole lock off one of the, they broke the whole panel off of one of the doors, um, and I was like, man, it made me really reconsider 
telling people to have their kids there on whole houses. I have you had it. Have you had any troubles? Or? Not yet, not yet. Knock on wood. Um, but I, I do hear that a lot on um, on other podcasts and on the forums too. People don't like kids in their Airbnbs. Yeah, because that that really made me reconsider it. Because that was a lot of damage, you know. And like, yeah, it was a lot of damage, man. I'm like, I don't, I'm not really a fan of the kids, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I like at my Airbnb in Little Rock with the whole house. I don't really advertise for the kids either. I think that's where my stains come from is the kids. Really spilling Kool Aid and kind of stuff like that. I think that's okay. where that's coming from. I hope it's I hope it's not adults doing that, but whatever. But I think, but other than that, they haven't really. I've had some curtains fall down. <laughs> I guess yeah, kids see, yank on I the curtains, kind of thing. See, it's stuff like that. That's usually Just stuff annoying adults crap, don't. Right? Yeah, stuff that adults usually don't break. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. The kids thing that that's 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 kind of up in the air for me. But it's a big house, so it's perfect for families, though. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. But mine, like, it's being booked pretty well. But, like, my one in Arkansas is being booked pretty well, and the other one's being booked. But at the same time, there is families that come to the one in Fort Worth. So, yeah, that, that's interesting, man. That's real interesting. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people say they don't get pushback, though, when they say they don't allow kids. And also, it targets, like, the uh, people traveling as couples, things like that. Because my one in Little Rock, I don't allow kids, and everything that I've been getting in so far is traveling couples. So, no hmm. problem there, you know. But yeah, it's something to consider, though. I, I will tell people if you do allow kids, there is a chance of extra damages, and it's just like it's just kids break stuff, man. That's all it is. They just they're kids, you know. So are these are these couples that that stay at your your Little Rock, Arkansas place? Are they brother and sister? What do you mean? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I don't do. Shout locals. out to Little Rock, <laughs> where the family trees don't branch. And it's actually funny. No, Some of the guests, like two of the guests, were from Texas. Like oh. they were from Baytown, Texas. A lot of people from Texas travel over there. So I was like, oh, okay. Because I look at that too, like where you're from, and I think one person was from like Bentonville, Arkansas. But yeah, a lot of people from Texas travel over there. Hmm. Yeah. So. You know, and I think that's a lot of times because a lot of people from Arkansas migrated to Texas and go back for games and stuff like that. So I mean, it's it's, it's interesting to see your market. And the one thing I'm lo- I'm liking about this is I'm starting to see that Airbnbs or short term rentals they go well in any market. You just have to know what you're doing. Well, not any market. You just have to see what the market is and then just go with it. So it's profitable, you know, because yeah. like. Like right now, it's listed at sixty five a night on Airbnb and one hundred and twenty five on VRBO, but the mortgage is only seven hundred dollars. So it's kind of balanced. <laughs> They're cheap, man. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but I've made the mortgage for this month. I'll make the mortgage, but I'm not going to make all the utilities. So, but it'll all work out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and also I noticed VRBOs way. Do you? That's the only thing I had to question for you because at my Hearst at the uh, Fort Worth house. We get a lot of reservations on HomeAway and VRBO, a lot. Like it's a lot, and they pay they pay they pay the money for it too. Like, do you get more reservations on Airbnb or VRBO? Oh, Airbnb, big time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What about this? Yeah, ours a lot on HomeAway. Like, and they paying they pay big bucks too, and they'll pay they'll stay two or three weeks, paying like. And where's that? Fort Worth. Oh, the Fort Worth one. Yeah. It's, oh, wow. 
I don't think it's too far from your. No, it's, it, it, yeah, it's a little bit. It's south, of course, of your. Uh, I need to revamp my Airbnb, uh, my v, VRBO page, though, big time. I need to okay. to make it nice. But I'm going to do that with all the brand new pictures. I'm going to make it look real good. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because this place. Like, I want to make it real family, real family oriented. Okay. Because, like, let me actually tell you about this one. This really, I'm not even really managing it. It's more of a partnership. She had an Airbnb, right? And she was like, look, I want this to be passive, right? And I'm like, okay, you want it to be passive. You don't want to do anything. And she's like, yeah. So I was like, okay. She's like, hey, let's just set up a deal. Whatever profit I make, I'll just give you 50% of it. I'm like, whoa, okay, I'll do that. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, yeah, as long as you make it passive for me, I'll give you 50%. And she goes, also, another thing, any ones that I acquire in the future, I'll give you the same deal. So Ooh. I was like, oh, okay, I'll definitely do that. And she's like, I'd rather be a partnership. So. She don't want to do nothing. Yeah, she, she don't want to do anything. Do but I'm not doing anything either because I sh- I, I'm pretty much showing her how to automate it too. And she's like, I'll just pay you for your expertise. So anything, any, get, and I tell people, get paid for your intellectual property, man. If you have something that's in your head, man, get paid for it. So she'll, she was like, anything else? And she's acquiring more arbitrages too. And she's like, hey, I'll set it up and you just let me know if it's a good deal to you. And we'll run it. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, that Fort Worth <clears> one, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, man, does Steve get a lot of homeway? Because I'm still trying to learn the whole three bedroom in that area, and I know you were close to it. So, yeah, I've got a few from homeway, but not, I mean, the, mo- the majority is still Airbnb. Okay. But um, <clears throat> that gets me thinking I should make it look a lot nicer on the on there, the homeaway page. Yeah. I mean, her homeaway yeah. looks exactly like her Airbnb, though. Okay. It, it, and she prices, but her minimum price, I think, is like, the lowest it'll hit is like 115, 105 to 115. Hmm. And she gets most of the people on VRBO, they're paying 130, 140 a night. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, VRBO, man. If you, and same with my, the first booking I got in Arkansas was VRBO, 400 bucks for three nights. Right off the bat. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, VRBO. And, and I noticed, like, uh, remember that guy we were talking about, the guy in South Carolina, I think, who always talks about VRBO? I'm starting to see his point, though. People will... It's easier for him to stay booked on VRB on HomeAway because of his market. And the market of Arkansas seemed to be very VRBO Airbnb, VRBO HomeAway friendly. So I don't, oh. know, I don't know if it's like more of a rural thing. I think it's maybe rural areas. That might be it. Yeah, yeah. I like to talk to uh, people from Shampoo and Booze about that as well to see if they they get like the high dollar off HomeAway. Cool, cool. I'm having um I'm having some guests come in tomorrow, which is funny because my <laughs> my cousin's finishing them up <laughs> finishing up on the floors, the flooring right from um, today, and so um so hopefully he's done by tomorrow. But <laughs> but anyways, I got some guests coming through, and uh, and there was this guy named Ahmad or something Ahmad, and um he was talking about coming in town for like a like a to celebrate a buddy's wedding. So to me, that is, that instantly made me think bachelor party, right? Yeah. And so... Oh, yeah. And I'm like... He's like, is it cool? You know, it's going to be, you know, some of us, uh, you know, a group of us guys coming in for that, for the celebrating our friend's wedding, this and that. And I was like, well, I'm, I'd be cool with it, but it's not for like, y'all are going to be, you know, drinking and partying hardcore, right? Like a bachelor party. He's like, oh, no, no, don't, no, don't worry. We don't drink. We don't drink. You know, I guess, you know, Muslim, they don't, they don't drink. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but you know, we're just going to be having, you know, hanging out with our friend, having fun. 
I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, man. Yet I, I don't have any problem with it. And so they booked it. So it, which was start, was shaping up to be a, a slow August. Mm-hmm. It actually, um, it's, it picked up quite a bit. And yeah. um, and, w- and what's and what's funny because like I I heard this on another podcast that um, don't freak out. I mean, keep your prices up to a nice level, you know, and don't freak out if it's not booked and you get like a, a couple weeks away, three weeks away. Because you get those people that are looking for a place that are just a few weeks out, you know, mm-hmm. and all the other spots are booked because, you know, they were priced whatever, and they booked them a long time ago. All those spots were booked up first, and but you're the last you're the last man standing, so they got to pay your rates, you know. Yeah. That that was a pretty uh, pretty cool strategy. Don't freak out, just wait yeah. it out, and you're gonna and you're gonna make it up in the end. And then that's like kind of with that timeshare trick I was telling everybody about. Like, go ahead and up your prices now and collect those larger margins. When I was telling them how to fix their issue with the ninety-nine dollar guest fee, and this is what I found with VRBO and Airbnb: only lower your prices on Airbnb the week of, like this week right now. If you have a huge place and you're not gonna, you're not gonna make your, because you should have. If you run an Airbnb, you should have like a minimum amount you need to make per week. So if you're not going to make that minimum per week, lower your prices that week. But don't lower them a week or two before. On VRBO, always, always have your prices sky high on VRBO. Because people will pay it. Always. And that's what it was with my Little Rock property. Someone three weeks out booked for way high for $125 a night for three nights. The other person, all my other ones were for this week and then this week and then this week because I'm just lowering the prices because of that week. And then the next week, they may pay the higher price. So Airbnb, people Airbnb people book on a shorter term. That's what I've noticed. I'm noticing. Airbnb people book on a shorter term on VRBO. They're not going to book on quite a shorter term because they know they can go cheaper on Airbnb. So that's how I always look at it. So yeah, don't ever freak out about that. I learned that a long time ago. I, I know, ex- and I know exactly what day people are going to start requesting. People request bookings Wednesday through Friday. Skyrocket. <laughs> if you wow. want to, if you want to make money on the weekends, on Wednesday night, up your up your Friday through Sunday prices. I guarantee you, you're going to make a profit. Guarantee it every time. Wow. Yeah, like on a Wednesday, on every Wednesday of the month, I can easily make a thousand dollars every every Wednesday. So that's four thousand dollars every Wednesday I can make. Jeez, just by upping prices on Wednesday because I know for a fact, just on air. This is on Airbnb though. Wednesday and Thursday, up your prices every night. I guarantee on the weekend you can double and triple your money because people will be like. They're like, oh shit, it's the weekend. I'm, I want to go somewhere this weekend. Some people will be sitting around at work, like, hey, y'all want to do this this weekend? Let's go grab an Airbnb. I'm, I guarantee, like, it never fails. Like, when my VA, like, I tell my VA on Wednesday, update the Friday prices. Works every time. <laughs> never Damn, fails. Dude. Yeah, never fails. That's an LLT tip right there, y'all. Yeah, never fails. Wednesday and Thursday, up your weekend prices. I guarantee you can make some money. LLT tip <laughs> <laughs> with a little yeah. ting from the glass. Boom. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one I, I forgot to tell. But yeah, that that on Wednesday and Thursday. Because another thing, 
keep track if you have like some sort of system keep track of when bookings come in so then you know this is when people are going to book and that's when you can up your price so yeah oh and nice nice like today what's today Wednesday today is yeah. uh, Wednesday yeah I'm getting a bunch of reserve. that's why I'm getting a bunch of dings here and there oh okay they're booking, yeah. booking you up yeah Wednesdays and Thursdays man Here, here's one thing like we we talked about earlier about you know it, it's um However you decide to, to live your, you know, do your investing life or, or to to try to do your hustle or to try to, you know, do whatever, get ahead and um, get out of the, I guess, the corporate rat race, if you know, it's all cliche. Mm-hmm. But however you decide to to start doing something to to improve your, improve your life, improve your situation and, and get out of the grind. Um, and you want to start stacking money, and that's cool. I mean, that I, I guess um, people have goals. You know, okay, my corporate job pays me. I get paid two thousand every two weeks, or three thousand every two weeks. I, if I can make five thousand a month, you know, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Or I make six thousand a month, I'll be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they start thinking in money terms. And then, okay, you start. You're successful at your Airbnb, and you, you're successful at your whatever, uh, whatever your side hustle is. You start making that money: six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. You know, it start rolling in. Mm-hmm. Then how you know? To me, I, I guess I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it. I guess I thought like, um, and I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there where I'm, my passive income is gonna take care of me and my family, and that's and, and we're building towards that. But like, um, if you start seeing those numbers rolling in, and we're starting to see a little bit of the numbers rolling in, and you don't have like a like, what's your reason? I mean, what are you doing it for? What What is your goal, your end game? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and a lot of... Because if you're just doing it to keep making more money and more money and more money, it, it, it's like... It's like... um, You could be miserable. You could turn... Oh. It could turn into, like, a real miserable situation. And... It, and... And it's not about how much money you make. You know, that, that sounds cliche, too. But it's about um, what kind of life you're living and what kind of life you want, right? Yep. And so... So I'm asking you... Micah, the artist, <laughs> what kind of life are you trying to build? Man, I want freedom so I can have that time with my son. He doesn't have to go to school. Um, when he's 16, I want to give him an option. Like, do you want to go into the corporate world or do you want to run the help run the family business or work for me? And then you can move up in that. Like, you know what I mean? I want, I want to give him opportunity. Um, freedom is my biggest thing. Like, I, I definitely don't want to be tied to a desk. I don't want to... It's like how you said the money thing. It reminds me of the movie. I don't know if you've seen the movie Belly. And DMX and Nas are sitting in the car. And DMX keeps talking about, yeah, man, we can get more money, more money, more money. Nas looks at him he's like, dude, we got money. There's got to be no more to life than this. We, we know how to make money. What's the big deal now? It's something else. And then, like, at the end of the movie... um, he he leaves he leaves New York and he starts traveling the world and he's like yeah man I've traveled the world I've seen the world now he goes man it's beautiful it's a lot you don't know man he goes I have the freedom to do that because he learned how to make money now you know how to do that okay what do you do with it now that's pretty much the whole it was a it was a very deep movie man Belly it's like not your average like Boys in the Hood who movie but Nas he always took it to another level he's like okay we have money what do we do now you know we can't just keep chasing money. We, gonna eventually top out you know what i mean yeah so man that, that's what i wanted the freedom and that movie actually helped me a lot to make always think like okay now you're making this much money what do you do now you know freedom traveling seeing the world you know uh, 
a lot of people, man, this is another thing I noticed, like a lot of people, when you sit in one place your whole life or just you've never got to travel the world, it really limits your brain. Like, you know, one thing I noticed that about the, like the Arkansas market, like even when trying to find a cleaner, it was just like, I kind of had to train the cleaner up on new technologies like turnover B&B, being paid automatically. Like the dude who took the pictures at my house, man, he's like, yeah, man, uh, you can pay me in cash. Uh, and I can drop your disc off with all your pictures on it. I'm like, you don't have Dropbox? What's that? <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on, man. You, you can't run a, a photo business and you, you, you're dropping off discs at people's house, man. What are man. you doing? The so, 90s called. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it was just, it, you know, it, it, but, but it wasn't his fault. It's just he had been in Arkansas his whole life. You know, he never left. A lot of people... Like and I think that really helped my parents too because they they that's where they grew up but they left they went to see the world my dad was in the military he's been to a whole bunch of different countries my mom's traveled the world you know she she's seen something else so when you do that man it just really helps your mind you know and, oh big time yeah you know so freedom man my, my back to my original answer freedom uh, just having opportunities creating opportunities for my kids yeah sweet what's you what about you. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's the same thing. Getting out of the, you know, getting out of the rat race, uh, the freedom thing, the freedom to. Uh, man, I just, you know, it, it it does sound cliche too. The the whole um, living on a beach thing, but I think that would be pretty cool. I, think, I always tell my wife that. <laughs> I think because you know I, I, we love going to Padre, yeah. and it just and it just um, somewhere you can see the sunrise over the yeah. water. I mean, that's just like man, that's spiritual. That's really cool. It is, and then and what's cool about Padre? It's like a it's a it's a barrier island. You know, it's like a long sliver along the coast. Yeah, you know? yeah. So then at the in the evening, you walk to the other side. It's just like I mean, it's real close. The other side, you know, you're close to both sides. It's like <laughs> like uh, oh, shoot, like like five hundred feet away. I don't know. It's it, I don't yeah. know that much. This is a little bit bigger, but just a little short walk to the other side, and you can watch the sunset into the water. That's and awesome. it's like man, that's so cool. I mean, that's really. It just feels good. And I haven't, I mean, over here where we live now, I never see sunrises. I never see sunsets. Yeah. I wake up, I go to work, and it's dark. I yeah. get to work, get to my little office or whatever, and I don't see no sunrise. And I, I leave work, you know, it's already, the sun already went down, you know, because I work in an overtime. It's just, man, That's I'm just true. missing out on a lot of sunrises and sunsets. And, and it seems that simple. I mean, I mean, it seems real simple to look at it like that. But if I could just live at a spot where I can enjoy a beautiful sunrise every day yeah, and a beautiful sunset and just have enough, you know, for us, our, my family to be happy, that's really all I need. I ain't Straight out up. trying to be a, a millionaire or a billionaire. I mean, it yeah. sounds it sounds intriguing. If it, hey, if I won the lottery, that'd be cool. But I don't play the lottery because it's a fool's game. Maybe. <laughs> they call it a, a tax on the ignorant. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to y'all lottery players. But um. And these and, scratch offs. Go ahead. Yeah, and these and these um and these things we do, like the Airbnb thing is it's great and we're taking advantage of. It's kinda like um the system is it, it, the system's made a certain way. Okay, you gotta grow up, you gotta go to college, you gotta get a good job, you gotta do this, you know, work to your sixty five and, and then enjoy the last few years and die. Yeah. You know, this other system set up. And then and then something that they call it a disruptor. 
And then Airbnb comes along and it's like it disrupts things. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I can make some money off this thing that's that's costing me a lot of money every month. My house, I can make some money. Yeah. And so you gotta, I think in life you gotta take advantage of all these disruptors that come along. I know the governments or local governments or Big Brothers gonna try to squash them, yeah. but while they're not squashed, you gotta you gotta yeah. take advantage of these Ubers that come along, these Turos, these um, these uh, Airbnbs, VRBOs. I mean, whatever it is, the Fivers, you know, all these these places are, are the. I mean, even like there's 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 sites that you can go work in other countries and and then and then and stay there for free at their spot, you know. For real, man. And there's there's so many things you could take advantage of before the <laughs> the big brother crushes them all, you know, or tries to crush them. Yeah. And um, it, I I think all that contributes to you. Um, you know, you got to stack that cash and then just make it where you have enough. In um, I wouldn't say savings because you don't get paid crap in savings, but in investments that are paying you money, either real estate investments that are paying you money, or your um, or your stocks or your bonds that are paying you money. I mean, just you just want to set it up where you're getting that income, where you don't have to go to clock in, clock out of a job anymore. Man, you really, man, you just inspired me to stay off that corporate plantation after you just said <laughs> that, man. When you when you can't see the sunrise, man, like. Every morning, me and Mahogany are before sunrise. I'm in the gym on a treadmill before the sun's up. You know what I mean? Nice. And I have that freedom. And then I, after that, I can go home, do a little bit of work, train in a VA, whatever I have to do, you know, to make my business run. But, man, that is so true, man. I was so sick of that. I hated it. Like, I can't. I hate being on someone else's schedule. Like, that bothers me to an extent. Like, it just bothers me. I can't. I can't do it, you know having my own schedule man i'm loving it you know and then it's always then i can spend my time talking about what's next what can i do next to grow this because right now i just really it's really the only thing that's just like really has me at a stuck position is and you brought it to my attention it's like health insurance once i settle that game once i get everything by september 14th i want everything settled to be to where my airbnbs are running and i can get some health insurance for my family and can pull mahogany out the corporate world and we're just working on everything we want to do and doing what we love you know that's great man yeah. and um i told you my friend she has the hookups on that yeah yeah i've been looking at that i'm gonna definitely be getting in touch with you about that and that's been my biggest hang up hung up ah, hang up too because because um and at, at my job, you know, I got good health. I always thought I had good health insurance, but I, I guess it's it's pretty good. And um and we pay like about three fifty a month. You know, the I guess our, our company pays the rest of it. So I was thinking, well, I guess that's good. I guess out there in the real world I'll be paying a thousand or fifteen hundred a month. I don't know what's I mean, that would be if I if I have it so good yeah. here, I would just assuming that I was gonna be paying that much. Mm-hmm. And and my friend, she's always, you know, she got into the health insurance game and whatever insurance game and she um got her licenses and stuff. I knew her from the group of college friends and she she started blasting Facebook. Yeah. You know, and it and it's and it's so. I mean, uh, Norman he pointed it out too. You yeah. got it, the social medias, man. The power of the social medias, and he said, um, and yeah, yeah, he said use them, use them to grow your business, grow your whatever, your finances, all that stuff. And so, um, and she did that, and she would put blasts out there. You know, we do, we, you know, hey, you know, I'm, um, I got, I got my degrees now, or I got my certificates, so I can sell, I can get y'all hooked up on some good life insurance. You know, and she said even better than the uh, Obamacare prices, and she's saying all this stuff, right? She's that's what she was putting out there. Just call me up and 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 let me know, or you know, and and you know, you'd see it go by, 
and there'd be like zero likes or one like because then a lot of the time nobody wants to get sold things on facebook it's just yeah. it's so many commercials and stuff but she just kept at it. i mean a lot of people would just give up man no one's even liking my like my things on facebook you know i'm not yeah. even gonna put it out there anymore but you're putting it in people's minds every time they scroll they see that and then so when one day comes in the future it might be a month from now it might be for a year from now like, oh yeah yeah that jessica girl she um she sells that insurance Nope. And and that's yeah, she's passionate about it. I'm gonna hit her up because then yeah. instead of going to the yellow yellow pages, it's the, <laughs> the rum talking. Instead of going to the you know Google and trying to find something in your area and talk to a stranger, people know Jessica. They're gonna hit her up, Jessica Cifuentes. I'm gonna put hey, I'm gonna put a link for Jessica. Hey, why not? You know, yeah. just throw her name out there for for our fans that are trying to do the um, non corporate thing and trying to get their own health insurance. And yeah. hey, we ain't gonna get a dime from it. She's just a friend. I'm trying to, you know, I'm gonna help her out. Yeah. But she's, um, because she's helping me out. She's helping us out. You know, trying to after we leave our jobs, we, or you already left yours, but after I leave my job, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need insurance. And so, um, so I just automatically thought of her the other day when I had a shitty day at work, and I'm yeah. like, man, how much am I really saving? How much is this insurance holding me a slave to my job? You know, right. and so I, I um. I did the numbers. I looked up how much I was paying, like three fifty a month, and I and I and I said Jessica, and I said, hey, you know, I'm you know I'm thinking of going into real estate full time. Um, here's here, the, I've always been worried about leaving my job because the insurance. And I said, here's I said I'm going to send you everything that I'm going to pull out from the you know from the website for my insurance. What I get and how much I pay, blah blah blah, and all the you know all the copay, all the stuff. I sent her all the information, and she she came back with a number. She said, okay, for similar insurance to you, what you got right now for you and your family, it's going to be, it's going to be around 500, maybe $600 a month. And I was like, I already paid 350. So it's not even that big of a jump. Yeah. I'm putting up with a whole bunch of bullshit for that 200, $250 difference. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that kind of, it's kind of pushed me further to the, get my foot out the door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It, it is like, so whenever you, these things that, that are in your head that telling you why you can't do something. Yeah. Just do a little research and say, not why can't I, but how can I? Just change that question around. And then you'll start coming up with answers. Your, your, your yeah. mind will start coming up with answers. Yep. So that's, that's exactly what it is. It, it's, it's the mindset that you're willing to take on. That's going to lead to where you want to go. If you look at things like, oh, I can't do it, you'll be doing sitting at a desk forever. But if you look at, okay, how can I do this? A whole bunch of doors start opening for you. And then I'm, I'm happy you said that about the insurance because i got to look at how much we're paying. And once I figure that out, I can make a number because I'm happy you said that. Because that's how usually I, that's how I've been able to create opportunities. I've looked at, okay, how much am I paying for this? Do I need this? Do I not need this? And then, and one thing you said about the minimalist podcast um, that I agree with you, they said that live only by the things you need. So everything that I look at as an, that that is an accessory to me that I want, I look at how can I get somebody else to pay for it. <laughs> so when I yeah. beat me by that, so like if I want Netflix, I write that off to my business because I I get Netflix and then I provide it to my guests, mm-hmm. so my guests pay for it. I want. I like watching the NFL. I'm an NFL Sunday ticket junkie, so I provide it to my guests. They pay for it, you know. So I always look at your luxuries. Create a, a way for your luxuries to be a business 
so someone else is, someone else pays for it. A guy taught me that at a real estate meeting. He said uh, he likes limo, likes to drive around in limos and uh, what are those and uh, not Bugattis, uh, uh, Rolls Royces. Mm-hmm. He goes so he created a luxury car business. People pay pay to get these cars, so then he gets them for free from his business. <laughs> I was like, that's genius, man. I was like, I like that. So, but he he used his passion. He he used his passion for things to fund it into a business to where his passion is now free luxury to him. So that's how you have to look at things, man. You know? I like alcohol. I'm gonna open up a bar. Straight up, <laughs> seriously. That's how you look at it, though. Seriously, that's no, how you I don't. That's it. dangerous for me. I shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah, yeah, be yeah. working at a bar. Yeah, but 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 in general, you see what he's doing, though, and that that really inspired me. You know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. So I like that really inspired me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He goes, if you could. Make everything you like doing into like, like look at these people who like to sit up and play video games back in the, like today. Like back ten years ago, if you like to sit in the house and play video games, okay, do that. You're gonna have fun. Now they're getting paid off of it. My my little nephew uploads videos on YouTube and gets subscribers and gets paid. Like you can do that nowadays. You know, you you found a way. You can turn your your passion into a money maker now. You know. So it's a trip, man. I was like, man, I like the way you think about that. I was like, yeah, this guy taught me that the real estate meeting. I was like, that's smart. So that's great, man. Yeah, man. And and I was thinking too. I love art. I love uh-huh. music. I love doing those things, and just working like like crazy with overtime and stuff, and then doing the real estate thing on the side, and then Airbnb. Man, I just don't have time for it. I ain't doing it at all anymore. But and one thing I was thinking. I'm really gonna step up my game at the the Hearst House. It's called Art Ho- Art House Hearst. Put art in there, yeah. and I, there's art there's art in there now. But I really want to go even further, man. Maybe some cool murals. Yeah. Some um, I'm gonna start doing art parties and stuff, and letting the artists, you know, do some things there and set up their stuff for sale. Yeah. You know, just I love all that stuff. I love art, and music, and stuff like that. And so start. And I was thinking maybe I can rent it out for for artists to do their exhibitions and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd but, be pretty cool. Then you can go there for free. And go there for free. You know, yeah. I, part of the deal is I got to be there, but I love being there. Yeah. I love being around art and music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it would be a way. It's a business, yeah. but it's a business and the passion that I love. You know, the yeah, passions man. that I love. That's... And so it's like, like I'm not even working. It's not even a job. It's something I love to do. Oh, exactly. Friday's coming. There's a p- art party coming on at the art house. Hearst. They paid me five hundred bucks to reserve the place place for Friday night. Hey, and I get to be there hanging out. If you're doing something you love. That's the true definition of passive income. If you're sitting in there making money and you like doing this, to me that's passive income. It's passive. You know, it's, it's the it's, time's going by. It's passive. It, it, it's a little bit. It's a little bit better than passive because passive yeah, you sit at home exactly. and here comes a, a check in the mailbox. Hey, I made money. Exactly. I, w- I don't know. Would you call it hyper passive? Because it's, it's doing something. It's not only you're getting paid for doing nothing. You're getting paid for doing something you love. So it's more than passive. It's aggressive income. I don't know. Whatever you want that's to call a good, it. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> name for that's it. Not yeah, the right aggressive word. income. You know, seriously, that, that, that's something to think about, though. You know, you, man, if you can make money doing something that you love and it's not draining you, and that's the best thing you can do in life. And I think. Uh, I think a lot. I think in America, man, a lot of people just don't get that opportunity, man. They seriously just don't get that opportunity. But at the same time, some people don't want that opportunity. That's what it comes down to. They don't want it. 
you know. They love the Matrix, bro. Yeah. They, they want to be plugged in. Yeah, they want to be plugged <laughs> in, man. That's what I tell, like, we're at the time clock, clock it in in the mornings or something. I said, and then some, you know, people around or some buddies around are like, you know, we do like the hand, this, this, um, well, this fingerprint thing, right? You, you type in your employee number, you stick your finger, bleep, you yeah. know. He goes, all right, I'm plugged into the matrix now. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Straight up, man. That's exactly how it works. Touch it, that time clock. For real. For real. But so, but I'm stacking the cash right now, trying to work a lot of overtime, yeah. trying to get things accomplished. Because um, not only will the overtime dry up one day, one day I'm going to step out that door, man. Yeah. I'll step out that door. And um, I'm stacking up the, the travel miles, too. Because, I mean, what yeah. if I don't have flight benefits anymore? I thought about that. Yeah. And so... Um, but aren't you I mean, locked you in? Told when's, me, that, when's that year? Uh, it's the, the, that's the thing. I have a couple more years to be locked in. What so year? I don't know. I, I might... Um, let's see. 20, maybe 2020. Maybe two more years to be locked in. But we'll we'll see what the because we're supposed to get a new contract. You know, we're a union group. Yeah. So we're supposed to get a new contract, and they're talking about doing some buyouts and stuff. I don't know if that's going to be Ooh. part of the deal. If we can keep our flight benefits, I might have to bounce because that would be that would be great. Keep flight flight benefits and get like a whole year's salary. To the- <laughs> yeah, I might I might bounce too. I'd be with you. I'd be out that door, man. Right. But yeah, I mean it. Yeah, you just have to calculate the flight benefits, though, man. You can't beat that. But you got them too by your yeah. travel rewards. Yeah, I had I travel. I had travel hack. How many miles you got? Well, none now. Right oh, now. you used them all. Yeah. Well, what we did was we we made a decision. We're like, okay, we like we mahogany sat down like a couple weeks ago. We're like, man, do you think we're done traveling for the year? But we we can get more by the end of the year. But we we she was like, yeah, she was like, I think I'm done traveling. So we're like, that's what we decided. It's like all the floors and stuff in the house. We turned our travel miles into cash and just cashed out and did that instead. Oh, that's yeah. that's cool. You can use it for whatever, <laughs> yeah. man. So you, we we took like I think it was like eighteen hundred dollars. We just took it and cashed out. We like we could have turned them into travel miles that would have been like two grand. So uh-huh. like forget it. We'll just cash out and just make remodel the house. So that's another thing you can do with it too. You know, you could remodel your house, take it for cash if you want. Travel so right miles, now, yeah. Travel yeah. awards. You yeah. got you got to get in on those, man. Yeah, and the um, do you have the Chase one? Do you have the Chase yeah. one? I have a Chase Business Inc., a Chase Business Preferred, and a Chase Sapphire. So each one of those, when you signed up, gave you a, like fifty thousand or something like that. Um, you have to spend it to get it. Oh, okay. so like we have a total of four Chase cards: two business and then two personal. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know you can get multiple Chase cards if you're married, and you have yeah, if you're married, you can get four Chase cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also if you have an LLC with two two owners on it, you can get two ch- two chase for business, and then two for your personal. So you can have, we have a total of four. Okay, you haven't tried the AA Advantage one yet? No, I haven't tried it yet. They give you sixty thousand miles for signing up. For signing up? Just for signing up, yeah. Well, well, you sign up and you got to spend I think three G's and and oh yeah, okay, in like four months or something like that. I that. that's it's easy to do in this yeah, <laughs> this society. And um, there's the Barclays one. That's like another. I got a Barclays. Yeah, that's like fifty thousand. They give you fifty thousand right off the bat, right? No. Okay. Well, this one that to... that I've that I've seen at work is they give you fifty thousand miles. You got to use okay. it. You got to make one purchase. You can buy a stick of gum, 
and you'll get your, your 50,000 miles. Oh, I'll have to check yeah, that out then. Check it out, the Barclays yeah. one. And then, of course, the what well, they say, the Holy Grail is the Southwest, the Southwest really? one. Because once you get 110,000 miles, which is easy to get because when you sign up for it, you get 50,000. Then you can sign up for the business one and get 60,000. And boom, you're locked in at 110. And then you can get the cool thing about that. You qualify instantly for like a buddy pass. So like if you with 110,000 miles, let's say you're going to spend 10,000 to fly somewhere. Mahogany can fly with you for zero miles. You get a buddy pass locked in. So that's the Southwest one. You got to look into that. Oh, yeah. I'm if you do a lot of um, in-the-country travel, uh-huh. yeah, it, it comes in. Yeah, it's a badass one. The Southwest one. Yeah, I'm looking at and that. And you locked in two years with that buddy pass. So after that two years, you get Mahogany to sign up for hers and do the same thing. Boom, boom. Get that 110,000 miles. And then you get the buddy pass again for you for the next for the Dang, next man. Years. You learned that off Choose FI? Uh, yeah, Choose FI. Okay. I've heard it on Choose FI, and I've heard it on the Bigger Pockets Money. Really? And they, they had the guy, the, the, the godfather of travel miles. He started it all way back in the day. He's really? gone through millions of miles because he does all those, signs up for every single card. Right, like right now, at this moment, he said he has over 40 credit cards. But he signs up for all of them and get all those, those 50,000, 60,000 initial miles. Yeah. And then um, he'll just bounce to the next one, bounce to the next one, bounce to the next one. And he even like buys stuff through different portals to buy it to catch, to get as many miles as you can for each purchase that he gets, you know? Yeah. He goes through different like portals on the on the internet uh, and he uses the card at the very end and, it, and it, somehow it triples his, his points. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he does all, he, he says, he says, you know, he recommends people starting to do travel, travel hacking with mm-hmm. these credit cards Start off with one, get the get the reward, yeah. use it, and you know, build up, and then go to the next one. You know, do yeah. one at a time. What he's doing is PhD level stuff. <laughs> he said yeah. we're we're like um, junior high, right? You're starting out or or, yeah. mid, or grade school. He's at yeah. PhD level, so he just he's telling you what all he does, and he gets millions of miles. He always flies for free, and um, but yeah, the, the, yeah, look into it. Even the Choose Fi app that I heard, like I heard it today, it was it was on Travel Miles. So I'll send it to you. But it was it was really cool. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people are getting into it because you see that I posted an article that the uh, Chase they said they lost what three point two billion, or it was like three point two bill or no, three point. It was like three hundred twenty million. I'm sorry, in a quarter. Which isn't a big deal because they make like X amount of billions per quarter. <laughs> but they, they said they are seeing people to kick back, which isn't a hurt, hurting them. But they're saying like, oh, wow, if more people were to get on that, I and don't know now. if they'd stop it. But, yeah, they'd be like, oh. Because like the Chase business card, I will say this, they cap it. They put a cap on how many miles, how many triple points they'll give you. Oh, okay. It's like 300,000. Right, right. Because they, they know like, hey, you can rack them up fast. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, and when that article too that you referred to, maybe they put it out there on the slide to say to show other people, look, look, we're losing money giving people miles. Sign up for our car, and you can abuse us too, kind of way, because <laughs> oh, yeah, they know true. in the yeah. end they're probably going to win. Because most yeah, people, win. most crazy. people, if they ain't disciplined, they're going to end up with a big balance. They're going to end up paying them a lot of money. There you so, go. There That's you not go. tell people. I'm like they 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 have that interest calculated in of like the people that aren't disciplined with it. So yeah, man. And that's like. What seventy percent of Americans, maybe higher, that yeah, aren't disciplined with credit cards? Higher. Yeah, maybe even higher. But it's another cool hack, man. You gotta you gotta find all these life hacks out, man. Make life easier for you. Straight you, up, you gotta hustle, gotcha. but you know, the hustle muscle, right? Yeah, you gotta hustle. <laughs> As Norman yeah. says, gotta pay the cost to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss. Yeah, man. So get get on that Robin Hood thing. 
I gotta check and make that, out. that money. Do that ping pong. Oh, <laughs> right away, my my cousin bought. He he got it on there through me, right? You know, because yeah. I sent him the link. And the first thing, the first two stocks he bought was both weed stocks. So <laughs> yeah, got it, man. Those marijuana stocks, man. I, I told you I sold all my stocks, right? Really? Yeah, I dropped out. I sold everything. Damn. Yeah, I sold everything. Uh, I'm on. If if something comes by me that's good, I'll hop on it. But yeah, I sold everything. Yeah, I sold it at. And I made some money off of it. I sold everything at double the price that I uh, bought it for. So I was like, yeah, just make some money. You know, you know, of course, it's a little bit of a cut because you know those commission fees. So that's why I got to get on that Robin Hood. But Robin yeah, Hood, I'm, zero I'm kinda, fees, baby. I got out of, yeah, I got out of the stock market game. And I'm just going full into real estate right now and arbitraging. Okay. So. Cool. You still got, like, you don't have any index funds? Nothing? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. I, need, I may need to hop in those. I need to see if somebody. I may. I tried to get like I three, tried to put like three thousand into like a VT Sachs, but they were closed. They weren't they weren't taking anymore. So, really? Yeah, they weren't taking anymore. So if they open back up into like a Vanguard, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, might, I might put like three thousand dollars into like a Vanguard. Let it sit there. Because I got Robinhood, that Robinhood app. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I just said Robinhood. The um, Acorns app. Okay. Yeah, and that one they, they use Vanguard. They invest in Vanguard funds. Yeah, so, yeah, and they charge you a, a dollar a month to to invest with them. So, See, I may, I may need to help. See, the only thing my problem with Acorns is this: I buy everything on credit, mm-hmm. so I don't have any spare change. No, you just link your credit card. I don't think it will. I tried it. Really? Because it's fine. It, it I think it's fine. You have a credit card or a debit card linked. I linked the debit and I linked the credit because I used yeah I used to use my Discover one a lot and it, okay. it, it would round up on the Discover too. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna try I'm gonna try it again with my Chase because at first it was giving me some kickback. Hopefully they fix it and I'll, I'll start doing that. And now I linked my um because I'm not not doing the Discover one anymore because I'm doing the travel hacking. So I did the AA, AA Advantage okay. um, card. So I linked that one on there and it's it's doing all the roundups. Plus you can put a monthly you can put a monthly uh thing uh investment in there too. Oh yeah. Okay. So but they like I said they charge a dollar a month to service okay. to service the app for you and they buy all the stocks and all that stuff. But it's that's, that's cheap. Yeah, yeah, a dollar a month and then they're probably they probably have what a thousand something users, X amount of users a month. So, yeah, they're making money. Millions of users. It's popular. Yeah. Really? Acorns is popular. Yeah. So that one that one you just sit there and let your money grow. You don't do any investing this oh, yeah. the other one the the robin hood one is more for fun more for yeah. <laughs> i see yeah. a stock and one stock I, did i tell you that that I, the, about the square stock the square app uh, you know yeah, i remember you saying something about yeah it. dude i was just um i don't know i'm intrigued by it because like i said every even um when we were in maui this like um this little asian dude had a little convenience store across from us right in this oh. condo and he just freaking loved I, I i told oh you got the square the square reader you know the square because he had like an ipad set up and everything yeah. oh yeah i love it it's the best you know and they it's so simple and they charge you only one fee and he's just passionate about a damn cash register pretty much right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he loved it because it's it's nice and sleek nice yeah. setup he swiped the card and then he even had a little ipod next to it ipod he makes sure not a not a iphone an ipod Right there, really? set up next to it, where it shows your itemized things, and he had the whole setup. He like really? he liked it so much, he got the whole shebang. Just cause it looked cool, it yeah. looks really cool, and um, it makes everything simple. He said, "Oh, you know, they say I can save money with another whatever, another um, payment thing, but I just like it so simple, and and you know, it's one fee, and I know what I'm gonna pay. And as a business, it's easier to just keep track of one fee, yeah. and um, and it looks. Another question: Does he accept cash? 
Oh yeah, he accepts cash too. And he don't do two two different levels because I, I know a lot of a lot of mom and pop shops say you know cash is this price, but if you want to pay with a card, you know it's going to cost this much just to recoup their the mm-hmm. swipe fees. You know, a lot of yeah. mom and pop joints do that. But um, but yeah, he accepts both. But he he just loved the square, and I mm-hmm. see everywhere businesses everywhere like small square businesses. Cash. Everybody loves square, dude. I'm like. I should I, invest in that stock because it's going to be the apple of buying shit. I tell my friends apple it's the apple shit. of buying shit. Yeah. And they incorporate all their products with Apple products, which makes it even cooler. It has that cool level. Mm, I'm going to have to look into that. Because I, I, I noticed like, even when I bought my furniture from my arbitrage, I bought it. The guy was using the square at the register because yeah. I wouldn't start buying bulk furniture. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and a funny story. I'm, we're running long. Whatever. We're, we're drinking rum, having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what are they going to talk about Airbnb? Um, Airbnb is cool. You, you know, get on them and do, the, do your thing. <laughs> but um, but this, this this my buddy told me that he went to a, a place over in Saginaw called uh, Cotton Patch is a restaurant. You know, they have cotton. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a corporate restaurant. It's a corporate chain, whatever. And um, he said he went there. You know, they paid their. You know, they ate. They're ready for their check. Yeah. And so they said, "Oh, sorry, sir, but." Um, our system's down right now. Uh, start, something's wrong with the server. They started saying something. Um, could you just wait a little bit? We're trying to get this fixed. And so they're waiting. They already ate their meal. They're just they're ready to leave, right? Yeah. They're waiting ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. There's nothing. Still, they they they're like they want to go. You know, this like, and they see people getting up and leaving. And he's like, "Well, crap. You know, this isn't our fault. Why are you keeping us here?" And he's like, he, he started getting pissed. He's like, "I want to talk to your manager." He goes. And oh, the the lady asked him if he had cash. Well, no, I don't have. You know, who carries cash anymore? Kind of thing. You yeah. Know? And so, called the manager over. Oh yeah, you know, uh, we're just a few more minutes, and like, kind of like treating him bad, right? And he's like, well, "Give me your card. I'll try to swipe it with the old school." And he said, "Oh, then, you know, that didn't work. It's not." And he's like, "He's like, man, we want to go. We're, you know, this isn't our problem. This is your problem. You can't just hold us here hostage." And well, you know. um, all right, let me try one more time. I think the system's up. And then and he said he tried it one more time, the, the manager dude. He's like, oh, well, it didn't go through. Here, here you go. He gave him his card back. Just like that, being yeah. all rude as crap to him. Yeah. And he said, man, you know, he took his card and they, they left. They left without paying, right? Because, I mean, what can they do? The system was down. Yeah. And so, um, and he said, what pissed him off the most was the way he was treated by them, you know, yeah. by the manager and by this and that. And instead of some sorry, sir, you know, we, you know, we, you know, we know we didn't. Oh, he. Oh, what pissed him off too? The manager asked him, "Well, if you could write your credit card number and the and the information on a piece of paper, and then we can, whenever the system's back up, we can, you know, charge it." He's like, "I'm not giving you that." Hell no! <laughs> what the, we lost your mind. <laughs> but is this? The manager was a dumbass. Instead of turning into a situation, we're sorry, you know, everything like this happened. We're going to comp your meals. You know, you're you know, loyal customers. We love you. Yeah. Instead, And he would have still kept a customer. But he said, we're never going back to that damn cotton patch after what they treated us like that, yeah. you know. And all that could have been avoided if, so, if they had, just as a backup, that Square app that yeah, they could have accepted some true. card. On a damn iPad. They could have just, yeah. okay, well, our system ain't working. We're going to walk around the table with this iPad and people swipe it. Boom, boom, boom. They could have avoided all that crap. Yeah. They could have, and they lost customers because of that. Yeah. So it's a long you, story, but yeah, that's what, that's what, um. I mean, most restaurants have them on their, on their tables now. Applebee's has it on their table. Right, right. Yeah, you can just swipe your card on their square. Yeah, you're right. You may be onto something. How much, how much is the stock? That's about 76 bucks right now a share. And it was funny because um, 
I told my my investment club. I told them, "Hey, man, I'm starting to notice this thing. I'm starting to see Square everywhere, and it's at sixty bucks right now. So, at a good price, I think it's a decent price, you know. And it's been doubling like every year. I think we should get on this this Square app. I mean, this Square stock. And they like, and they voted it down for whatever reason. They didn't give yeah. a reason. They just didn't want to buy it. And um, and it was like a, a week or so later, they linked up with the Cash app. Square mm-hmm. linked up with the Cash app, and their stock jumped fifteen dollars, dude. <laughs> I told my buddies, "You see, we should have bought this crap." I told you, oh, Cash app, the Cash app, and a lot of millennials. I know, I don't I know, like Cash a lot. App. I, know, I I tried it for a little while. I didn't care for it. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, I heard it's a lot better now. But yeah. millennials swear by it. They love the cash app. Yeah, they do. And it they jumped, do. man. And so they're combining with that, that cool thing. So both of them have the cool factor. They're joining forces. That's a big deal, man. I'm, I'm thinking of buying some stock into them. Cash app, I probably would buy into. I probably would buy into cash app. I can see cash app getting bought by somebody. Right, right. Like, it's, That's also probably another way to easily communicate through Airbnb is to send somebody your cash app tag. <laughs> Just saying, man, if you can send somebody your cash app tag and they cash app it and you give them a, dude, you can't beat that, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. I have my little things, about, but, but I mean, it's, it's a good service though. You know, but yeah, I, I, everyone tells me to cash app them, which I'm happy to do on like, if it's like a contract or something, I'm happy to do a cash app. Right, right. Yeah, I like it for that. But yeah, that's 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 interesting. I definitely would invest in Cash App because I I could see. I don't know if PayPal would buy them, but some I could see somebody trying to buy Cash App because it's too convenient. Yeah, big time. Because the guy, even in Arkansas, the guy who did the electric work, he was like, "Just Cash at me," and he <laughs> boom that quick, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hit my account, left." Disruptors in the industry. Yeah, Cash App could, might be one of them. I could see Cash App. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see Cash App being one of them. I could see somebody buying Cash App. It'd probably be like I could. I could see PayPal buying them if anybody. Yeah, that's true. A direct competitor, right? They're trying to do the Cash App type thing. Well, with Venmo. Yeah, Venmo's see, I've heard about. Popular. How fast does Venmo hit your account? Uh, I. Pretty quick. I don't pretty know. Because yeah, I've been I've been taking my my uh, like my for my corporate clients. I've been taking my uh, payments through um, Cozy. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to Al Williamson. He said he he only does Venmo and uh, PayPal. So I was like, hmm. Are you, have you taken payments through like PayPal and Venmo? Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. PayPal's cool because there's no fees. Okay. I guess Cash App's the same. It's probably all they're probably all similar. If you pay in like um, bank account to bank account, there's no fees. If you use a credit card, that's when the fees hit. Okay, so I'm, I may I may start taking payment through PayPal then for my uh, corporate clients because I've just been doing cozy so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, that ain't really just the. I think you should have all different tools because not everybody has PayPal, not everybody has cash, not everybody has whatever Venmo. You know, be, yeah. it's good to have all of them. As a as a business, so you can accept all all different types. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, this is like the guy I saw. The usually I don't see the guy, the guy that mows my yards, and um, yeah. but I saw him today, and I say, hey, and I say, hey, what's up, Mexican dude, of course, mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and so, 
And I told them, because I send them the money through my, actually my credit union has a way to send it. And But the only thing when you're doing it with banks, it's going to take like two or three days because they, they're not hip to the game like cash and PayPal. Yeah. And so um, I told them, I, I keep telling him try to get a try to get a PayPal. He hadn't done it yet, but I told him you know I told him you know what would help your business a lot is because um, not everybody uses cash anymore. As if you um, if you signed up for Square, because if you sign up for Square, because he has the little flyers and stuff, yeah. you sign up for Square and then you put like credit card symbols on there. I said, man, I mean, so many people, so many more people would hire you because they don't want to deal with cash anymore. Dude. They don't want even paying the lawnmower guy. They don't want to deal with cash. Dude, that's my biggest issue with my lawnmower guy. Like, I literally have to go to the bank every time he comes. Like, if, mm-hmm. but if he would just simply get a PayPal, Square, Square Cash app, it's so much easier to pay you. Yeah, and it's it's so much easier to keep it on file too. Like for your business, like, hey, this is my lawn maintenance guy, forty bucks every Friday or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an issue. Yeah, I tell all people that man. Be up to date with technology, especially when it comes to a business. Be up to date with technology. That's like my biggest gripe with certain people, man. If I have to go to the, if I have to go to the bank to pay you, we have a problem. Straight up, straight up. But oh man! So if you learn anything from this episode that we rambled through and drank rum through, um, be up to date with technology. Straight up. If you're listening to this on an eight track, you know, up your game, <laughs> up your game a little. Straight up. <laughs> So, so like your 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 um, lawn guy, you said you pay him in cash. <clears throat> well, I pay him from my bank to his Wells Fargo bank. I do like a pay Zell? that way, huh? It's Zell? no, because he doesn't have email. He don't have an email, but there's a way for me with my okay. credit union because I would pay through Zelle through Chase. That was yeah. Zelle's great. I love Zelle. If you have an email, yeah. you have to have an email though. But um, with my, so I had to figure, like you said, I had to figure out a way to pay this dude when I can't see him, you know, I, you know, yeah. I'll be at work all day. Yeah. I won't be able to be there and go get cash and pay him, you know. Yeah. And so um, he has Wells Fargo and I've actually dropped off cash at his Wells Fargo on my lunch break before, which is still inconvenience, right? Yeah, I have to go to my ATM at work. Yeah. I have to go over there to to the bank and drop off the cash at his bank and put in, <laughs> do the old school, you know, fill out the slip with all the numbers of his account. <laughs> I mean, yeah. super inconvenient. But anyways, um, I was able to pay from my credit union directly to his Wells Fargo account with, uh, with, I guess, the way that my credit union does it. And and it, and it hits the account and like, what sh- shit? It'll say it'll say like, um, like five days. But yeah. if I pay a two dollar fee, it gets there the next day. So I always do. I mean, shit, I'll pay two dollars just so he can have his cash the next day. Yeah, you know, a little more convenient for him. And it works out. It works out that way. But I had, like I said, I had to research and find a way to get to make it convenient for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, see, Zelle. Now, like you were saying, Zelle's instantaneous. Like if you do corporate clients, Zelle's. I love Zelle. Yeah, Zell's I pay my like, I pay my cousin with Zelle. My cousin that's doing the hardwood floors. For real? I pay him with Zelle. Yeah. Yeah, Zelle. I love Zelle. Zelle's like boom, boom. You know, you're done. No fees. No yeah, he fees. told me. He's like, he freaked out. He's like, wow, you just, you just told me you sent the money. It's already in my account. How- yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love. And Zell, he's a, he's man. a Chase. He work. He has a uh, Chase, Chase account. Yeah, Chase account. Yeah, so. see, I use Zell with my Wells Fargo account. I love Zell, man. Like my dad, because like we um, we just bought tickets to the LSU game up uh-huh. here at the stadium, and I was like, hey man, he was like, hey, uh, I was like, I was like, look, I'll just pay for you guys. Just send me your your money for everybody's ticket. Uh-huh. He's like, okay, cool. And I he he just sent it through Zell. 
right there. Like right, his computer was already at my in my in my account. Damn. Yeah, I love Zell. <laughs> yeah, Zell's the truth. That's awesome, man. It's um the world's being more becoming more convenient for yeah. everybody. We'll call this episode convenience. Convenience. <laughs> <laughs> Convenience. Or the rum app, one of yeah, the two. Rum yeah. app. So that was a good episode, man. This is always fun connecting with you. With Definitely two shows in a row in the studio. Yeah, yo, yo. it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> no, everybody's probably like, oh, the Micah guy he ain't never on no more, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I'm still here, man. Still kicking, still living, still letting, still thriving. Boom. So yeah, that's how we do. Sir, yeah, man. What can they find us? Find us at Live Let Thrive on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube at Live Let Thrive. Um, Members sign up if you want to be an Airbnb host. uh, Sign up under us. If you have a new listing, sign up under us. And if you're in the DFW area, we will personally come to you and give you a free consultation. Sweet. And um, sign up for BSTV while you're there. You know, all the freaking channels you ever need in your life. Even the dirty ones, if you like the dirty ones. <laughs> Just put a code on there, okay? So the kids can't see it. And um, anyways, yeah, all the pay-per-views, all the everything. You get it all for 30 bucks a month. It's insane, and it's probably not too legal. But it's insane, and you should do it. Um, it's legal. And so, yeah. So, enjoy. And I'm glad we love you fans. And sorry we're rambling on for so long. I hope your commute to work is like an hour long because this <laughs> you get to hear most of the show that way. But um, you're about to hear Mahogany's cool voice signing us off the show. Oh, yeah. By the way, my Little Rock art place just got instant booked again. Ching, ching. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Steve put out an awesome memo on the Live Let Thrive page thanking all the fans. Definitely thank y'all for listening and hanging in there with us. We know we're a bit raw at times, but thank you. (laughs) Oh, baby, I like it raw. All right, Live Let Thrive out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.